Just a reminder, our podcast deals with crimes that are often violent and graphic in nature, so listener discretion is advised. So when in doubt, leave the kids out. Now, please let us take you back in time. Hello, old-time crime gals. This is Melissa here with... Shannon. Welcome back this week. Um, I know we're a little off schedule, but life happens. <laughs> Y'all haven't figured that out by now. Yes. We should have already figured that and out. And we're real, and we're trying to adjust, and yeah. <clears throat> and this crazy. is a fun thing for us, and so our, our fun time doesn't always happen at the right time. Yeah, and um, <laughs> procrastinators unite. Um, technical difficulties, so we're having to read my notes off of um, a phone, picture of a phone. So we're gonna we're gonna roll this week. Um, talking about the cost of paradise. This is a an interesting one that's had me looking at land this morning to buy. Ooh, <laughs> Shannon doesn't know about what's happening. I don't. I, I come in <clears throat> kind of blinded. Yep. So we're gonna talk about Cheryl Hughes, who was originally from St. Louis, Missouri. She's the oldest of five children. She's really close with her sister, Judy, and she relocates from um, Missouri to Florida. Okay. And she runs her own neon sign business, and she's saving her money. She likes to travel. Her goal is to sail around the world, so she's saving up all this money, and she's making sure she's invested in the right stuff and setting herself up for success and retirement. She wants to retire and travel, which I think that should be everybody's just my dream. So does she want to truly sail, sail in a boat, like in a boat okay. around the world? That's her. That's her goal. Wow! Is she a boater? Are we gonna find out? I guess. I mean, you would have to be if you want to sail around the world, right? Yeah, because that's kind of like ten questions I can't answer. Um, well, no, I just think about. I don't really want to sail around the world. If you've ever I done it, I wouldn't feel safe sailing around the world. Not today's no. world, no. no. So Look, yeah. that was her end goal: was to save and travel. And what years were these? You're going to tell us, right? Yes. Okay. So she she traveled. She loved to travel, but she traveled mostly within the United States. So she okay. was saving money and stuff. But one of her friends decides um, in 2000, so that's the year we're in, awesome. to go on vacation to Bocas del Toro. And there's a wow. bunch of islands off of the coast of Panama. Okay. And she's like, sure, I'll go and I'll grab Keith, my, who was her honey at the time, her boyfriend. Okay. So they go on this vacation. And it was just so awesome that she decides within seven days, I'm just going to live here. Wow. She literally buys an island. They, uh, this beautiful piece of property sticking up out of the water. She buys it for the same amount of money that she saved up to sail around the world with. Okay. So, so why sail around the world when I can actually just live in the middle of paradise? Have an island to myself. Yep, have an island to herself. So she buys this rental property. It's this house. The Is rental it on the island? So she buys the rental property and then this piece of land behind it. Okay. But on the piece of land behind it, see her boyfriend is a, a carpenter, a contractor. So okay. he builds the he builds a house okay. on the island. Okay. And so she's living there. It's like several different wooden buildings, and she gets a pet monkey and a couple of dogs and kids stay. Yes. Okay. They get married. Oh, they got married. Yeah, they okay. married. So they, they well, no, build I mean, this house. I just didn't know if Keith was in on this. Let's stay here. After yeah, days. he was like. Fine. Okay. Which apparently is a popular region for um, retired Americans and government oh. officials to live in okay. this Bocas del Toro, Toro community because it's like really laid back and very nice. The pictures look great. Land is like. So it's not the island that was on our coast about a year or so ago that kind of ended up going back under the water. This is one that stays up. It right? stays up. <laughs> as far as I didn't know about that one. See, you told me things I don't know about. 
Didn't know we had islands that disappeared. It was very um, little, but anyway. but no, this was pretty sizable. So she had her piece of land with her house and her animals because she didn't have any children. She was like fifty okay. in the early fifties. She was older, which is why she was easily um, able to go there. Yes, and have money. <laughs> she, had, she had disposable money to travel, and she was able to save up a bunch of stuff. What's disposable um, money? I don't, I, don't, I don't know what that means. Every penny goes out. To yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. I'm tired. So I'm full of questions tonight. <laughs> But so she she had like this relationship with the local children. There was lots of children in Panama. They loved her hanging out with her. She ended up opening a hotel business. So she's okay. she's working there. She's getting money from that. She has her island, and she does like movie nights with the kids and like does popcorn and and stuff that they are um, not accustomed to, like American traditions. She really celebrates the holidays. Oh wow! Um, one of her friends was like. Those kids probably didn't know what that crazy white lady was doing, dying <laughs> eggs and hiding them all over the island because they had no idea about Easter and they didn't do things like that. So she always had fun with the children. So she was just living, living life. Wow. And so she had neighbors that was like, you could swim. It was like a mile away to this next little, little island. And it was the Brown family. And so they stayed there until 2007. Okay. So then the house gets sold to this new couple that comes in and everyone kind of has nicknames there on first name basis. And there's a bunch of like expats and, and people from different countries that have, they made their own little circle. Okay. So it's like they're locals and then like they hang out and it's kind of like got a groove. And the one lady that was from Norway and she ran a bar and she's like, go to the grocery store and you see 20 people, you know, it was like a really small knit area. And so this new neighbor is called wild bills, his nickname. Okay. And Wild Bill Cortez and his wife, Jane. So they build a bar on the back of their property in a restaurant, and you can only get to it by boat. Okay. So, like, once or twice a month, they would have these big parties, and, like, all the people would get together at his house. So he was, like, really loud, a uh, really big character, and kind of, like, this big person on the island. Yeah. Like, everyone knew who he was. So in 2005, they get married. You asked me, Keith stays. So 2005, they get married. Okay. 2007, Bill comes into the picture. <clears throat> and so, Cheryl has her family come down. Like, she's real big on her family. Even though she lives there, she's, she calls, she texts, she emails every single day. she was one of five. So yeah, so sure she's, with, were, she's okay. with her family. It's not like she just moved away and you never never see him again. Or you never hear from him hardly. So, um, her aunt came down with her grandma and they had, like, tour of the place and she was going to make a trip with her sister. Okay. Her sister Judy was going to come down. She was going to show her the island and, and show her a good time. Well, by that time, Keith had actually moved out. Oh. Because they were separated. So they were still married. in paradise. They were trouble. <laughs> I mean, if you can't go, but so you're trapped in like, you know, small space and nowhere to go and everyone knows each other, I guess. Anyway, so they separate and he moves off the island, off her island, but he's still in Panama. Like he's okay. around. And they still stay friends. I guess all her friends and family thought that she was going to kind of eventually work things out. Okay. Like, it was just, need a break from your friend. And so, she was planning this trip with Judy. So, her sister was going to come down and kind of have a girl's trip and kind of bring her, cheer her up because she was depressed because yeah. you know, the husband moved away. And so, they're talking and they're emailing and they're texting and they're planning the trip and their plans were made. And then, she just stops hearing from her. Oh. And she's texting her and she's calling her and she's not getting anything back so she tells like keith and and her friends and they're calling her and they're not getting anything back so even keith is trying to call right. her and can't get anything okay. right but they go on her facebook page okay and then they see on her wall her friends have left her messages like hey please call me back like where are you 
And so the sister calls some of the Facebook for some of her friends in Panama. And they're like, well, we're mad at her too. Like, we don't know where she's at. Yeah. And so eventually Keith gets a message from her cell phone. Okay. And it's a text saying, like, basically, I've met somebody new better than you gone off sailing. Huh. And she always wanted to go sailing. Right. And so that kind of made a little bit of sense, but it didn't. Because after a few days, after a few weeks, I mean, her dogs are still at home. That, her monkey, she, her pet, her pet, and she's always been in touch with her family. So right. that's kind of weird. And then he noticed, like, instead of saying A R E for R, it would be like the letter R, or it would be in a different tone than what she would normally so text. What, what, her, yeah. So it was like someone else using her phone to send that message. Okay. And um, so that was a little weird. So he kind of brings that up, and her sister contacts the American Embassy down in Panama. And they're like, people go missing all the time. Like, people come down there purposely to go missing right. from the United States. Like, it's not a, this happens all the time. Right. But they were screaming, this is not right. Like, we, you know, like, we hear it all the time. Yeah. Is that they really weren't taking them seriously. Because right. it's like, people disappear all the time. And that's just the thing to do. And so, you know, now it's been a month. Now it's been two months. And, like, she's just not, she's nowhere wow, to be found. And so, a friend rent to her house, to her little her little island and like saw her dogs were still there. Probably hadn't been fed. Well, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> Another question. <laughs> the dogs are still alive, so. Inquiring minds um, want to know. Yeah, <laughs> but the dogs are, they're, they're well taken care of now. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. Don't know what happened to the monkey. They didn't die. Okay. No, they didn't die. But obviously, we know no, something happened how, to Cheryl. She asked about the monkey before I could. Or she yeah. told me about the monkey. I didn't find out about the monkey. I found out about. So, what? The monkey was probably used to living in yeah, the Yeah, the monkey woods. probably just yeah. hopped in the jungle okay. and was okay. The Doberman. He went and stole a banana from somebody because that's what they do. <laughs> Steal all kinds of food. Yes. Um, the Doberman, a chocolate Doberman named Jackie. Okay. That's that's a, he comes back in a little bit in the story, but he was one of the dogs that was like attached to her hip and never left her side. And then he's he's still there on the okay. property. Um, so we'll find out what happens in just a few minutes to Jackie. <laughs> All right, so we're back, and um, while we were on break, uh, we were talking about um, buying real estate in Panama and looking up houses and beautiful properties and daydreaming about living in paradise. So, first of all, if you live in paradise and you listen to us, we want to hear about yes. it. So, let us know. But second of all, Melissa was thinking about moving <laughs> over there, which... I don't know the rest of the story, but I'm thinking, oh, do we want to? Well, I, well it was not a, the locals' fault. There's nothing to do with the country and, like, the area. I know, but things It happen. was who she trusted. Yeah. I, well, actually, well, yeah, who she trusted, but. Well, anyway, Melissa's looking for a spot over there. Found some really cool places that she might retire or. I was excited. If I can, get my, if I can get my husband on board. Yeah. Which won't happen, but on board the airplane to go, and he probably won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Not because it's an airplane. I just don't see him wanting to go live in Oh, there. no, yeah. How uh, would your son do? Oh, wait. Are there he trains? He would be fine. No, there's no trains. Oh, I'm just. Yeah, you're on a little island. Yeah, no trains. no trains. He'd have to like ships for a minute. We're going to transition him from trains to, to boats. There you go. No, he'd, have, he'd bring his own. He'd, he'd have a. Have a plane to bring all his trains over and he can have his own little train. You can get trained as a pilot and then you can fly yourself and you can get one of those air. You're already adding more stuff to my list. Well, I mean, if you have extra money, <clears throat> which I know you won't, but you can get an airplane that is on water, a water plane. Seaplane. Seaplane. 
Yes, a seaplane. Not a water plane. We don't want a water plane. A seaplane. A okay. seaplane. A plane that can land in the water. Which I saw some of those last week. My family and I were able to go down to Florida and we saw seaplanes. Yeah. We didn't get to see them fly and touch off, but we saw them. It was kind of neat. So, anyway, all right. So, we're back to Cheryl. Yeah, Hughes. we're going to get back to the story instead of daydreaming about how cheap property is down there because property prices, like our market where we're at, is like ridiculous right now. Yeah. But hey, um, it was refreshing to see cheaper prices. Yeah. And I mean, it was cool the kind of animals that would be in your yard. Oh man, monkeys in your yard and sloths and parrots and ocean. And I don't know oh. if you live near a sloth, don't take this the wrong way, but I would probably get driven crazy that they hadn't moved <laughs> any. I don't know. Did you see the video of the kid on the zipline that ran into a sloth? No. And he was in the jungle. I don't know where he was at. And he turned around and he was asking the guy, like, what do I do? And he was like, there's nothing. You can't. He had to wait for the sloth to, like, <gasps> Crawl on the crawl because there was nowhere for him to crawl to because it was in the middle of a zip line. Yeah. So the sloth just had to like make its way around. <gasps> and he was probably hanging way up in the air. Yeah, he was just chilling because I, I mean, it stopped because it, the sloth was in I wouldn't have been chilling. I would have been scared and been like, dude, you need to bring me back to you back now. And then, like, come here, sloth. You're going to sit with me. I'm going to hold yes. you. And we're going to finish the zip line. This will be the fast, you know, would a sloth's brain like go crazy if you made it go fast? I don't know. That's a question. It might not have, it might not have made it at the end. It probably wouldn't know what to do with itself. Yeah. It might not have moved for like five more days. <laughs> that is like, okay, if a tree falls in the woods, do you hear it? Or if a sloth goes more than its speed, will it mess up its brain? Probably. I don't know. Brain wow. probably Thanks to ponder. I'm tired, <clears throat> y'all. So <clears throat> Yeah, we're recording later than usual, hence the deep voice and now getting um, yeah. hydrated. All right, so here we go. <clears throat> so we are going to talk about Cheryl Hughes. Yes. In Boca. Uh, Boca's de Toro, um, okay. which is a province of, of Panama. Okay. So, you know, people noticed that Cheryl was missing. And so Wild Bill being the boisterous character on the island that he was, was like, yeah, I got her house. She sold everything oh. to me and went sailing because that's what she's always talked about. Oh, like, wow. didn't you get that text from her? Like, you he know, said he, stuff he, like he, that. He was in the know. He was like, uh -huh. yeah, she moved, she moved away. And the family was like, no, she wouldn't leave this. She spent all her life savings. Like, this was where she wanted to stay the rest of her and life. sell it to She you. has her own house on an island. Yeah. There's no way she'd just get rid of it. Right. And not tell her family. Right. She would send pictures of the sunset and send it to her family. Like, I live in a postcard. Like, yeah. it's just beautiful. So the pictures did, are amazing. So did Wild Bill's wife, Jane, say anything? Or is she? Yeah. She, that's just their property. Wow. And so now they own both both properties, her neighbor and hers, with the bar and the restaurant on the back of theirs and her house. Okay. And so they're like, something just, just doesn't sit right with the, the little crew circle that she ran with. And so her family was like, the authorities don't believe them. Panama police are not doing anything. So they find a blogger that runs like PanamaGuide.com. His name's Don Winter. Okay. He actually is a retired Air Force intelligence agent with Ooh. the United States. Okay. And he moved out. He retired down there and he lives and he runs that website. So they got in touch with him. So he started to do some digging because he's got some background in intelligence work and he can check different avenues. And he remembered another American that suddenly just happened to leave. Okay. And while Bill accumulated their property as well. Oh, So it's okay. kind of a weird coincidence. So Bo Islar, I love these names, 
Bo Islar was an older gentleman around 60-some that used to run, like, an art gallery in New Mexico. Okay. And he was down there as well. And he just left. Huh. But because he was older and bummed, no, no one really, really noticed or questioned it. Okay. Yeah. So it kind of like let it fly. Yeah. And then the Brown family, uh-huh. where Cheryl, Cheryl's neighbors, right, uh, was that Michael had Brown. After, like, that had left, and Will Bill had bought their property. Ah. So then they were like, "Well, okay." So now he's got three properties, and he's buying up all these like buying up all these places. And so he kind of questioned it. And so he used some government government resources and his connections to look up like passport information, because if she left the country, she'd have to they'd have, have record. And neither Bo or Cheryl had had any action on their passports. Okay. And so maybe one person might illegally leave the country to disappear, but two, yeah, in the same circle, right? That didn't really like hang out with each other because she was fifty some, he was like sixty seventy. Do you, Do you know? I'm gonna ask this. Do you know any more about the Brown family, or were they involved? I do. In any? I do. Okay. Oh, we're getting there. Ooh, there's, I'm two, there's, there's two different sides to this, and I think at the ending you'll you, you'll be really surprised. Okay. I, that means I can hold off on answering my yeah. questions. Okay, go ahead. So, um, so they hadn't really nobody had illegally left the country or used their passports. Right. I mean, right. Like so obviously might. they they he had a feeling something was up. And so he kind of like took all of his information and his suspicions to the attorney general and laid it out for him. He's like, look, this is what I think is going on. And there really wasn't a reason for them to concretely accuse him because you don't have any proof of anything that has happened. And so Bill, fortunately for them, was the wild character who threw the parties and liked to show off his guns and stuff. And he had an AK-47, which... Here you can have. Right. There you cannot have as a civilian. So it's an illegal weapon. Okay. And so they come up with a plan to execute a search warrant for the gun. Okay. Get them in custody for having the gun. Right. And then that gives them probable cause to search the property. Ah, okay. And so that happened. He was not home. So they were able to go in there with the search warrant. They find the AK-47. But while they were at the property, a couple of things happened. They find like Cheryl's passport and her purse and like some some of those things. So like, why would they be in His, their house? Yeah. And so that's a little questionable. So they find the gun. But while this is happening, the Doberman Jackie was barking and barking and barking and barking, and then would run in the jungle, and then would come back down and bark and bark and bark and bark, bark and run back up. Like follow me, ah. people. And so they were like, well, what is this dog doing? So they decided to follow the dog. The dog went up the hill into the jungle, into the back part of Wild Bill's property, to a freshly dug grave. Wow. In which they find Cheryl. Cheryl. And the dog had been at a, her property, so the dog had been swimming back and forth between the two islands and trying to get somebody to, wow. he was staying true to his owner. Yes, he was. So Jackie, the Doberman, led them to Cheryl. Wow. And Keith was there, so they had to have him come up and identify okay. the body, which he did. And um, her family had flew down, had flew down to meet with authorities, and so it was obvious um, what had happened, but they didn't know why it had happened. And so then they continue the search on the property and find Bo. Okay. Slower, they find his body, and so now they're after Wild Bill. Okay. Who's nowhere to be found? Who has skipped the country because now he knows they're after. What's going on? Okay. He says he had got a tip that they had issued an arrest warrant, and he was told to go low, like. There's another, his side of the story is very, very different from what okay. Dateline has presented. Okay. Which made me watch another hour of documentary. Anyway, 
So he goes on the lamb and he's running with his wife, um, who, who calls Jane, which is not her name. But they're on the run and they go to Costa Rica where someone recognizes them and calls in a tip. And the reason they recognized him is because in America, they were running an America's Most Wanted program. Oh. Which brings it back to here. Okay. But we'll get to that in a minute. Ooh. So um, they call it in. but it's interesting. So then they hop a boat and they try to go to Nicaragua. Okay. Over the sea. Illegally. And just slide, try to slide into the, that island. But they were met with uh, soldiers with guns. And like either you keep coming and we shoot you or you turn yourself in. Wow. So they got caught. Okay. And then they got extradited back to Panama, which is where everything happened. And then he gives them a map of his land and, and puts X's. Not just two X's. Oh. There's five X's. Five X's. So, remember the Brown. Cheryl's neighbor, the Brown family. Yes. Yes. So, he draws three more X's. So, there's Cheryl, there's Bo, and then there's Michael, his wife, and their teenage son. Oh. Which were killed to acquire the property that they lived on. Well, he was a bad dude. Yes. But not a serial killer, according to him. Okay. This is a direct quote from him. If you like killing people, you are a sick person. He said, I didn't enjoy anything that I did. But why'd you do it? Yes. Why did he do Five it? Five times. Yes. <laughs> so did he ever say, and what is the deal over here in America? Yes. Um, well, first, he got sentenced to 47 years. Not like life, not like without, but just 47 years. And he was. And that's in Panama? Yes. Okay. And so eventually he will be out. Um, so he didn't get sentenced to 47 per person? He no, got, no. He had 47. All together. The, the rules over there are a little bit oh. different. And so, and he says that if, if his wife was with him and he was in the United States, she wouldn't get anything because she had nothing to do with it. She was just there. Okay. Like, we, I don't, I don't know if she participated. I don't know if she knew. I don't know if, I mean, she had to know how. How? You have to question, how are you getting all this property? Well, see, that, yeah. Um, but I'm, anyway. I know, I'm enough of a nosy wife. I'm going <laughs> to find out. I mean, maybe she just not. was like, I don't want to know. I'm going to pretend I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But he said if they were in America, she would be free. Okay. But she, she got 20 some years. Okay. She got like half of his sentence. Um, but he, he, there is no like no life, no without parole. It's just 47 years. So I don't know if he'll end up getting out early or eventually if he lives long enough, he'll get out because he was only... 30 some okay. so i mean he's come 78 80 yeah. he'll be out but yeah um but he was happy to be back in panama when he got called like he was making jokes and he was like he's he's very i don't know how to describe him because when you hear what he's doing now you're gonna be like oh my gosh um well what happened over in america though was yes. he wanted in america he was okay and actually he's from our state oh, he's okay. from our our area well not our area but around here so his name is actually um, William Danton Hold, Holden, I think. I told you my notes are getting a little crazy today. But he's from Hendersonville, okay. like out out west. And he had a great childhood. He didn't have any issues, um, like with rage or no trauma. No, his parents were together. Uh, they divorced when he was 18. Like, he played football. Like, he had wow. friends. I mean, he got in fist fights, and he said he was, he enjoyed that. And then, like, he found alcohol at, like, 16, which is never good. And so then he liked the ladies, and he did go to college. He had a degree in um, agriculture, I believe, and he okay. worked with um, farming equipment. And 
everything since he got married he had three kids oh wow and like i was trying to find you find that stressor that you know makes people go crazy and i couldn't find anything that happened particularly that would cause him to snap i think it was like a gradual increase in uh, into um bad behavior or and then too if he started acquiring things that were worth something and got greedy maybe yeah well money he did say money was a big thing um so his name was william dathan holbert okay and so he's from hendersonville and um yeah so his he chose the nickname wild bill cortez and he went to uh (laughs) what'd you say i was being silly oh yeah i'll just laugh yes But um, <laughs> just in case anybody says anything, I don't want to. Oh no, you're good. Because they have the same. So he he changes his yeah. name. Excuse me. So in North Carolina, he actually tried to sell. See, their thing in Panama was he said he was a real estate investor. So that's his reason for like acquiring properties and selling, and oh, and these people were moving on, and he okay. was just knew what he was doing. In North Carolina, he sold a house for two hundred thousand dollars that wasn't even his. Like oh, I don't wow. even know how he managed that. And I then hear he, that people can do that. I, I don't know. I don't get it. Please don't sell mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he um he sold a house that wasn't his, and then in another state he was like messing with cars and had some issues there. And then he had a gym that he was a partner with. And he embezzled twenty five thousand dollars from wow. the gym and ran off again. See, he left his wife for an employee at the gym, which okay. happened to be the Jane that was oh, in Panama. Okay. So he ran off with her, left the kids and the wife, okay. and got divorced, and ran on a little crime spree with her. He ended up getting caught speeding and just like drove away. Oh wow! In like like a high speed chase, and then somehow they ended up in Panama. Okay. So he was wanted in the United States for several different. Gotcha. Things. Okay. And so when they ran the America's Most Wanted broadcast, it was for the property and stuff. The selling of the house that wasn't his. his. <laughs> yes. And so that's when someone recognized him in Costa Rica. So he had had a history of criminal offenses, and they're actually going through cold cases in North Carolina to find out if he if anything. he did anything like that here. Okay. Because if you've done it, I mean, yeah, you could have done it before. But so did he say what led up to him killing Cheryl and her and the Browns and the bow guy? Like what? Cheryl. Okay. Cheryl just happened to be, and he even said it out of himself. He wished that didn't happen. She was an innocent victim. Um, but he wanted her property. He was just, she wanted, he wanted that piece of property. Wow. Um, but like he, she's the reason he's caught because people noticed she was missing. Yes. If it had been somebody else who, Nobody, yeah, like the Bows or the Michaels, and no one, no one was there. He could have kept doing it and kept doing it, but because she kept in touch with everybody and was like, like you know, around and in the community, and then just not around, then people started asking questions. Right. Um, but so his version of events is that they were contract kills. So oh. Michael Brown was actually not Michael Brown. Okay. He was in witness protection. Okay. From from being a informant of some major drug players in the United States. Is this his story? This is, this is no, that, well, it's true it's that true. he was in witness protection. Oh, yes. okay. So it's true that he was in witness wow, protection. Wow, this really did take a turn. Yeah. How oh, interesting. So he was in Panama. Mm-hmm. I mean, can I be under witness protection on the island somewhere? Oh, yeah, <laughs> now that might be your way of getting out. I was on check the time. 
Um, oh, I didn't know if the time was. Oh no, no, you're good. Um, so yeah, that's one way you could do it, like witness something and be a witness for protection. Yeah, I don't know if I want to witness anything. I don't want to be in danger. I just want to just put me in witness protection, change my name, oh, and stick me somewhere. You. I don't know if you can just do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they were really in witness yeah, they protection. really in witness protection. See, and, and of course, if they die, then nobody's gonna really. But uh, he's, they're in. Wait, they're handler. They should have known they were missing. So what happened? Something out there. According to Cortez or William, the bad guy, he came to Panama and started, he needed work, he needed a job. So he started working with Michael. Okay. And he worked for him for a couple of months and he was making really good money. According to, according to William, he was making about $5,000 a week working three days. Wow. But what he was doing was taking a boat full of Asians. It, uh-huh. He said it wasn't human trafficking because they voluntarily paid okay. for them to be driven out to Jamaica uh-huh. and the Jamaicans would meet them halfway and he would transport these people. Okay. Which is obviously illegal. Yes. And so he was making, he, he was running that business okay. for Michael. Oh, wow. And Michael was, well, he said he wanted. Okay. And so apparently there's a boss involved in somewhere in the drug cartel that Michael was under witness protection for, and they hired, they wanted a hit on Michael okay. and Court and William said, "I'll do it if I can take over his business." So he wanted ah. to have his property and keep the keep the thing running, okay. keeping his income coming in because he was Greek. Yes, and according to him, he said it took three days to do it. He didn't want to. He was kept getting himself drunk, like he just didn't think it was a good idea. Which it wasn't a good idea. No. Don't kill people. No. And but apparently he still did it because he said he had a job to do. And when he finally decided to do it, his wife and his son was not supposed to be there. But again, they're on the property. And so he said he did what he had to do and there went those three. Okay. And so that's how they ended up on Now is there proof about any of this or I know they were hundred percent in the witness protection. Yeah, but program, you don't know I about don't know about the thing. legal boat thing. Gotcha. Didn't delve that far into it. Okay. And so that was that the reason behind their murder. So Bo, Islar, was also not he 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 was a shady person too. Oh, so he okay. was wanted. Okay, he was in Panama hiding from U.S. authorities. So his art gallery was filtering stolen pieces and laundering things too. Okay, and so he wanted his business as well or what he had going on and he was older and no one would really think and he had talked about leaving and he had made a fuss about getting out and so when he disappeared everyone thought he finally made good on all his little you know grumpy talks about leaving he left so no one was looking for him either okay so his problem was where cheryl came in where she didn't she wasn't doing anything illegal she wasn't she was on the us she was just a nice person who just happened to cross paths with this evil dude got it and so he killed her for her property and got caught Okay. So he thought they were, he thought he was doing. Right. Being, he soldier, had a job to do, he had a boss, and he was doing his. So, um, that's very sad for her. I know for her family, it was very sad. But do you want to know what he does now? Well, he's in jail. He is in jail. (sighs) What does he do? The second woman, they never, they were never married, but she left him because she's also in another prison in Panama. Okay. But he's remarried. In jail. In jail. Okay. Go, go with Bill. Wild Bill. And, well, Wild Bill is now the lead preacher man for a bunch of churches in Panama. Really? Yes. Are they sending him money? I don't know. Because what kind of preacher man is he? Is he legit? Or I don't know. I'd be kind of hesitant. 
He had an, an, an interview with him. I listened. He talked for an hour. And he would straight up say he's not a good dude. He's and thank you, God, I found Jesus. And huh. it was really weird to hear this story and see him talk now. Yes. But he's remarried and apparently he has affirmed his his, his faith in Jesus Christ. And he wow. leads he leads like a hundred it's a national the national panel.